0: Hey there everyone, it is 5 o'clock or a few minutes thereafter, and that means uh, Tuesdays anyway, it's Downtown Dish. I'm Julie Townsend, and I am your host for the next hour, so stick with us as we talk about some fun things going on downtown, and a little beyond the borders of downtown, we'll be talking about the Lake Morton neighborhood uh, here in just a few minutes with my guest, Mike McGuire. Hi Mike, say hello.
1: Don't tell me what to do, Julie. (laughs) Thank you have for you met me. yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost over it.
0: <laughs> so um, yes, yeah, so thanks for being with us with me today. Anyway, and uh, we'll we'll get to you in a moment. So, Thank you, time. <laughs> um, but downtown has uh, some fun things going on tonight. Actually, we have our monthly event called Tasty Tuesday. So if you are uh, Wanting to go to Tasty Tuesday, then I would happily let you turn off the radio and go and partake in that event. But otherwise, you must stick with us uh, if you don't plan on going to Tasty Tuesday. But Tasty Tuesday is the third Tuesday of every month. It starts at 430 to 9 o'clock. And you purchase tickets, uh, 10 tickets for $25. And you can share those among your friends. Uh, You can use them all for yourself. And then you get a list of participating businesses for that particular month, this particular month of December. We have many great restaurants and bars participating and sweet shops. So you get to taste a little bit of downtown. That's kind of the whole point. They're hearty samples. Uh, They're they're not, you know, just a little spoonful. They're they're a hearty sample of of some of the yummy offerings from the restaurants uh, and the bars. And uh, it's just a way to fill your belly, and uh, but still get to walk around and enjoy downtown and see the lights and just experience the hustle bustle and maybe try some places that you've never tried before. Is there any place, Mike, that uh, is your favorite in downtown? I
1: have to say, I haven't been out of my house in almost two years, So, but, there's, but Fresco's is among my favorites, always has been and always will be. I like the Terrace Hotel, too, as a matter mm. of fact. Oh, yeah. And the, the new sidewalk dining on Main Street looks very, very inviting.
0: It is very inviting. Yes, it's good stuff down there. Well, uh, so Tasty Tuesdays happening now, uh, so you can certainly participate tonight. Uh, it's a little drizzly out there, but I think it's going to clear up. That's what that's what the weather— uh, Well, it always has before. It, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> <The> time thing. <laughs> Maybe one time it didn't. In history. Maybe. We don't know. We don't know. Okay. So uh, <laughs> so Tasty Tuesdays, the third Tuesday of every month. It's good, good times. If you don't use up all your tickets on any particular Tuesday, you can certainly um, save those for the next month. So we've had great feedback from folks who have participated. Uh, we see new faces each month. And people really enjoy being able to get uh, a little something from each of the locations and and experience walking around and, and trying places that they haven't tried before. So we know that's going to grow. We started that this around this time last year. No, nope, no, nope, no. Nope, I take that back. We started it in March, I think, of 2021. So it hasn't even been a year. And we've been working to build that uh you know, build that event. It's not, and it's, it's self-guided. There's no, you know, there's no pattern that you must follow. It's just walk around at your leisure and, uh, sample whatever it is that you so desire. So it's good times. Uh, some other news for downtown. If you have not yet ridden the squeeze, I suggest you partake. It's a good, good ride. Uh, it picks up actually in our neighborhood, Mike.
1: I just noticed those two new stops. Yeah. That's excellent. Now I can walk to the end of the street and take the squeeze.
0: Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. And so they're they're experimenting with times still, and they're experimenting with uh, stop locations. That's why you see A-frames out and about, and you don't see the actual stops listed on the map. Uh, you can find out about the squeeze at RideCitrus.com. Make sure you check that out. Um, it's a lot of fun, uh, especially for those folks who live in our neighborhood. We get, we get the, the pleasure of having it be a Friday, Saturday night, uh, activity where you don't have to drive into downtown. Not that there isn't lots of parking because there is, but why, why, why bark if you don't have to and why drive if you don't have to. So it's uh, it's a good time, and then we're still experimenting with, I think the day the daytime at lunch. So just check out RideCitrus.com to find out more information about the squeeze. Of course, we have lots of New Year's parties uh, in downtown New Year's events. Uh, so definitely check out our uh, website and our Facebook page where we're gonna share all of those activities with you so you can plan your, New Year's festivities. Uh, I don't think you have to leave. You don't even have to leave downtown, and you'll you can go to many places and have many um, beverages. Not all have to be adult beverages. They can be. They can be. Can I have a milkshake? You could have a milkshake. Thank you very much. Or a cup of coffee. Oh no. So there are going to be lots of fun activities in New Year's, and then the other big news is that the farmers market is closed on. December 25th, and January 1st. So don't come downtown for the market. You can come downtown for many other wonderful reasons, but don't come downtown with your grocery tote <laughs> thinking you're going to fill it with goodies from the farmer's market because the farmer's market is closed on December 25th and January 1st. So please don't, don't call me. Don't call me. <laughs> please
1: don't. Please don't.
0: don't call me grumpy it
1: seems only right that they should have those holidays
0: yeah it's only right it's only fair so our next big event in downtown that the the the, the lakeland downtown development authority produces is first friday in january so we will see you at the first friday january 7th that's going to be our next big event so when we return mr McGuire, we will i'll give you a proper introduction thank you very much and then we will talk about what we're here to talk about, which is the Lake Morton Century Homes.
1: Thank you. Do I have time to go to Tasty Tuesday and get back?
0: <laughs> Not before the next break. Dang. All righty. <laughs> we'll, we'll catch you on the flip side. And we are back. This is Downtown Dish. This is Julie Townsend with Downtown Lakeland, Lakeland Downtown Development Authority. We are the owners and operators of First Friday, and we also bring you each Saturday the Downtown Farmer's Curb Market, except when are are we not having it, Mike?
1: Not this Saturday and (laughs) not the next Saturday, so no more this year.
0: (laughs) That's correct. We are finished with Farmer's Markets for 2021. We will see you actually even the first week in 2022 as well, so that's not true. So we'll see you January 8th. I think that's our next our next farmers market. So it is. That's mark.
1: It's a, a long way off.
0: Yes, mark your calendars for the return of the market in 2022.
1: Don't, don't mark this calendar. You're going to get a new <laughs> one for Christmas. Mark it because it'll have January on it. Your current calendar <laughs> does not have January.
0: You know they sometimes do give sometimes you the one they extra do, month. They
1: only do that to confuse you. Uh,
0: yeah. Don't ever. I write notes on that one and then I immediately throw it away. <laughs> ripped and gone. And then I don't have those notes. No. Mm.
1: Wait to get your new calendar with the cats on it from your favorite (laughs) aunt. Then mark the 8th of January as the return of the market.
0: Of the farmer's market. Okay. So Mike McGuire is my guest today. Mike and I uh, have known each other for many years and we are neighbors. And uh, Mike is with the McGuire's of Lakeland. He is also a citizen activist. Uh, He has a website called thecitizenship.org. It's the city S-C-I-T-Y, Z-E-N-Ship.org. You can Google it, or we'll link to it uh, on our Facebook page as well. But he is here today to talk to us about Lake Morton Century Homes. Now, I know a lot about that, but I'm going to (laughs) pretend like I don't. So that way, you know, I can ask, I can use my thespian skills and ask these probing questions with, you know, interest in my voice.
1: I'm all a flutter. Just thinking about that.
0: <laughs> Shall so, I
1: start at the beginning?
0: You should. <laughs> Thank how, you. How long is that going to take? Why don't okay. you just be quiet for
1: a little while? <laughs> the reality for for my involvement and, and for the initiation of the Century Homes Project is my deep attachment to that neighborhood and to Lakeland as a community. I came here in 1984 with my wife, Phyllis, uh, to work at the Ledger and spent 10 years in South Lakeland in a very nice little Cul de sac community, but we didn't find the heartbeat. Um, it, neighbors were safe and kind, but it didn't feel like much. So I kept driving past an old bungalow on Mississippi Avenue and thinking, <laughs> what a great place that would be. And my dear Phyllis said, well, no, not yet. It's kind of crummy. And it was, but that was because it had been turned into a duplex by mm. absentee owners and sort of gone into disrepair. Thankfully, for many residents of the Lake Morton area, Ron and Linda Trumbull. Uh, Ron is a professional developer, but he and his wife rehabbed and rebuilt at least a dozen of the homes in that neighborhood, um, putting back the good bones, getting rid of the bad mistakes and making it right. They didn't do finishing steps like new floors and things like that. They just made the house completely functional as it was when it was born. So we bought one of those. We finally, we, we finally got to the... Point where we agreed on this little house, and met the Trumbles, and and moved in in uh, the end of 1994. the The neighborhood has a heartbeat. It's got it's, it's a lifeblood. It's a true functioning, fully uh, populated place with um, that covers almost all of the socioeconomic demographics, if not all of the other kinds. But my point is that it's a living place. It has children. Mm-hmm. It has old folks. It has Commuters, it has hard workers, it has independent people. It's it's the place it was born as in 1906. It's a true neighborhood, and as opposed to some of the more conventional, modern, manufactured neighborhoods, uh, Lake Morton is is very very special and unique. And so, as we lived there longer and became more attached to it, it became obvious that everyone who was attached to it really hung tight, and we loved that. We wanted to find out. Um, uh, what caused them to do that and what per- perpetuated it. And the uh, just the year that we bought was like only a few years after the historic uh, designation, uh, which meant uh, a great deal of protection for all of us homeowners. You can't do something uh, that doesn't suit the historic record and the historic preservation authorities and all of that. So the, the neighborhood can't be uh, beaten up anymore. And absentee landlords uh, are not going to come in and turn a bungalow into a fourplex and and leave town. So that history is behind us. And uh, our main focus was to to attach to that attachment and help people find more connections. So uh, with the help of Jim Edwards, uh, a great friend and a a city planner, uh, I just, he, he helped me discover the the first batch of century homes the first hundred year old homes because in preparation for the historic designation uh, he and a team walked every street in the neighborhood Mm -hmm. and located every house as it was shown on the sanborn fire maps to identify when they came into being Mm -hmm. there's some gaps in those maps but if it's on the map that it was alive then right and so we got our first i don't know maybe 50 or 60 homes from jim's work
0: nice jim was our our uh, guest last week
1: is that a fact
0: isn't that isn't I that good think... how i did that how i layered that in is i that... folded that in you are
1: so smooth so am i following him <laughs> you or are is he stalking me <laughs> i don't know that's a later jim's, leader jim's work was invaluable and it as i said it provided it provided the first batch of century homes and uh we had a big celebration in 2019 and we we gave everybody uh, that attended their bronze plaques so they can put them on display on or near their homes to uh, identify themselves as century homeowners. Uh, and the a what we learned then was that property records are not accurate. <laughs> Houses don't come with birth certificates. Mm. The hundred-year-old homes are a hundred years old. Right. So the the changes over time, the administration systems Record keeping, everything, just conspire to make the dates of the of the of the, when a house was built, as shown on the property records, is not accurate. It could right. be right, but could be wrong. We matched up on about a fifty percent basis. So yeah. we were sort of. I was looking sort of into the abyss there, thinking, well, Jim gave me all he's got. We were going to look at Sanborn maps whenever they came out, but there were two and three year gaps. It seemed like a long time to get to the next layer. Happily. Mm. One of the century homeowners uh, has a cousin who is dedicated his all his spare time to historical research and um, the provenance of, of geography and uh, the structures on it. And he built, he wrote a book for his cousin showing the complete history of, of his cousin's house. That caused me to get introduced. <laughs> to the man who is now in charge of our research and, <laughs> with, told. and without hope without uh without him we've been we'd be no good at all his name is christopher olson he is a delightful human and will <laughs> when he finds out about your house he will tell you not only when it was built but who lived there and when they lived there and what they did for a living for the most part has yeah. access to an awful lot of historical data and he will give you the backstory and we're looking forward uh as soon as the calendar turns. The one that i got from my aunt with, uh-huh, the, kitties with the kitties on it on yeah it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah since that calendar turns <laughs> we'll probably collect a great uh new number uh, of houses that came on board in 19 19- in 1922 mine being one of them
0: <laughs> ah, that's amazing but like
1: most people when i bought the house the owners said to me it was it was built in 1925. Mm. it's a very common year in the property records but right. it wasn't true interesting and christopher Christopher will verify it. So, if you think your house is 100 years old oh. or you're not sure it's 100 years old, one or the other, all you have to do is let us know. And I will forward the information to Christopher and Christopher will dig in and hmm. we will find out the facts.
0: Just the facts?
1: Only the facts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, my house, uh, the property appraiser says it was built in 1925. So, maybe mine is incorrect and I. Well, could you know,
1: be... all right, this is, a, this is a perfect example I'm talking about. Yes. 1925 appears as the year built on a great many of homes mm-hmm. that were not built in 1925. It's just it's just a number that went out there. It didn't matter. Right. No, it the age of a home is irrelevant to the property appraisal. Right. So, it was not uh, a high priority to get it right. But what you just did is exactly what I want people to do. I think my home mm-hmm. might be 100 years old. If you think so, mm-hmm. get in touch. Okay. You, the, there's contact information on the how website. How how
0: do I reach you?
1: Let's <laughs> <That's, laughs> Nobody reaches me. <laughs> um, you can send an uh, email to the Maguires of Lakeland at gmail.com or you can go to the website, lakemortoncenturyhomes.org, and find the contact information there along with uh, a written history uh, of how this all came about.
0: Excellent. So, yeah, we're about to go to break in just a moment. So, we'll plug the lakemortoncenturyhomes.org website. You can go there and see all the houses uh, plotted on a Google map. Of what what we have you have so far uh, collected as century homes, some of them have little write ups about them because there's been some research done on some homes. Some of it came from uh, ho- the Lake Morton Historic Home Tour. You know, it might have written up something about one of those homes if they had ha- happened to be on the tour. I think your your folks have done a little bit of research on some of those, or no? Uh,
1: we've collected some stories. Most of it is from the LMNA uh, Historic Home Tour. Um, and we were, we're certainly open to people sending us their stories. There's enough, in my opinion, there's mm-hmm. enough of the stories out there for you to get a sense right. of what the neighborhood, how it came about right. and all that. But if any homeowner has more background and, and wants to publish it, we're happy to have it.
0: Yeah. Okay, so uh, LakeMortonCenturyHomes.org. We are talking with Mike McGuire about the Lake Morton Century Homes Project. We're going to talk some more after the break. You are listening to Downtown Dish. This is Julie Townsend. See you on the other side. And we are back. This is Downtown Dish. You are listening to us talk about Lake Morton Century Homes Project with Mike McGuire. Uh, every Tuesday from 5 to 6, Downtown Dish is talking about something in downtown or downtown adjacent, which the Lake Morton neighborhood is. Uh, Lake Morton is the oldest neighborhood in Lakeland. It's origi- It's the first neighborhood. It's the first, first collection of homes. And because of that, many, many of them are 100 years plus in age. And that is why Mike is here today. He is telling us all about the Lake Morton Century Homes Project. And just for those who may be uh, talking about uh, or thinking that, oh, I live in an old home somewhere else in in Lakeland, this particular project is the Lake Morton Century Homes Project. We don't have a citywide Century Homes Project. This is specifically for Lake Morton. But, Mike.
1: But, Mike, um, after we got uh, rolling pretty good about a year and a half into the project, Uh, A resident in um, Dixieland uh, was interested in getting a marker and recognizing that they had a 100-year-old house. And we weren't really prepared to do that. We're on the other side of Florida Avenue, and we have the historic district boundaries. But one of the residents of Dixieland, Jason Hagerman, came to meet me and discuss the possibilities. And he has spearheaded uh, an identical program in Dixieland called Dixieland. Century (laughs) homes. Yes, indeed. (laughs) And their markers are designed the same as our markers in um, Lake Morton. And I actually talked to our researcher um, about the other, there's five designated historic districts in Lakeland, but none of the others have a big population of homes and maybe not more than one or two century homes yet. And without without someone to head it up and take care of the details, it'll probably just sit there until... We all get a little bit older. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Well, uh, as a neighbor of yours and a resident of Lake Morton uh, neighborhood, I truly appreciate the fact that you're doing this. This is a, a, a definitely a labor of love for you. And it is, uh,
1: Julie. It's something I find very, very uh, – uh, well, there's a word, and it's probably in the dictionary. It's gratifying. <laughs> it's very, yes. very gratifying uh, to do to and awarding the bronze plaque to a given homeowner Mm -hmm. when they get it uh is always just a great deal of fun one reason is they weigh eight pounds so (laughs) so i have to say two hands please and they're a little surprised by that but uh uh, so it's it's a pretty nice uh uh, marker and piece of work that you can put in your yard or on your house or in your house,
0: yeah, and we love to see them outdoors. I know we, you and I have had that conversation before that you know you don't you don't tell people they must put them outside on display. We don't tell them anything. <laughs> so, but and some people choose to put them in inside. But uh, yeah,
1: yeah, and um, and and they don't put them away
0: inside. Right. They no, put them on no. display inside. Sure. I know
1: uh, a good friend of mine who has a century home and is absolutely delighted to have it has his on the mantle, you know, right. inside the house for visitors to appreciate. I'm right. sure so. Um, But that makes the marker spotting, which is a a feature on the website, uh, kind of interesting because I haven't even seen them all because when I give somebody a marker, uh, I'm done and they put it in or on or around the house and I don't know until I find it again. So Mm -hmm. driving through the neighborhood every now and then I get to see one I haven't seen before. I recommend that (laughs) that other residents do the same thing and look around. Maybe you haven't noticed them, maybe you haven't noticed them all or they just caught your eye, but... The website contains a map of every location that we've certified so far and uh, a photograph of the house on that property. Uh, the markers are not equal to the houses because they're not all available for seeing, but I recommend it as just uh, entertainment on a Sunday afternoon. Drive around, walk around, even better. Right. Uh, and uh, see what you can find.
0: Absolutely. So how many to date are, or do we have? Do you know?
1: It's more than 100, and I— I apologize for not knowing the exact number right now. You can make
0: it up because I'm not.
1: 104, I think, is the right number. We rolled past past 100, and I took note of that, but we just keep going. Yeah, And and, uh, it it, it rolls around more uh, often than you might think, and it sort of comes in waves. Right. Uh, But Christopher Olson uh, is prepared to add a big batch, I think, in in 2022. Uh, So uh, there should be a lot of activity then.
0: Any predictions on how many? Are you taking bets?
1: No, I think the over-under might be 30, though. Mm.
0: Yeah,
1: 30 okay. or 40. 20, 22 to 25 is an awful lot of development yes. in this neighborhood. And I want to go back to what you said about the significance of Lake Morton. Mm-hmm. It's not just an old neighborhood. It's not just the old neighborhood. It is the neighborhood. It is the residential foundation mm-hmm. of the city of Lakeland. And it is well-kept and well-loved, and and the, the, it draws so many visitors uh they come to see the birds and feed the birds and walk the lake Uh, i don't know i can't think of a better place to live and everybody who loves where they live says exactly that like (laughs) like their beautiful grandchildren but they're wrong yeah well you know (laughs) but there's only about a thousand rooftops in lake morton historic district and yes and so the limitations are part of what makes it wonderful really
0: yes yes uh I love my house. I'm looking forward to getting my marker either next year or 25, whatever the year ends up <laughs> being, whatever the actual year ends up being. Um, so, you know, we mentioned the historic home tour, which is not affiliated with, you know, your project, the Lake Morton Century Homes, but there are many houses that have been on the tour over the years. We've, as the Lake Morton Neighborhood Association has has had that tour uh, I think it's 17, 18 years now. Again, make it up. Yeah, huh? Oh, make it up. Oh yeah, make Nobody it up. Oh, sorry, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Take my own advice. Um,
1: <laughs> A long time. I, I
0: forget. You know, like, we didn't have it, it last year because of COVID. So that's what's m- messing me up because I, I yeah. that whole year is lost lost to me. So we do plan, at least on paper, at this moment to plan. We plan to have. The historic walking tour. So I feel that uh, we should have many century homes. Uh, hopefully, on that on the tour, at least you know maybe half of half of the ones that we normally have would be century homes, and we can plug that um, as well. Because those then you get to go inside.
1: Yes, indeed.
0: Because this tour is just see it and, from the outside.
1: Right, and what you'll find um, because of the, the, the because of the history of the neighborhood, and because the houses were built to live a long time, and then eventually because of the historic designation the street face of almost all these houses is relatively unchanged from its original configuration. And that's one of the things that's sort of required, I guess, by the historic preservation people, but also is part of what makes it all so wonderful. But I can guarantee you when you walk through the front door, what you see next will not be a hundred years old. People modernize and take care of new floors, kitchen rearrangements and for the most of the ones I've ever seen, they have kept the bungalow. Mm-hmm. That's what I call it. They, mm-hmm. they, they haven't destroyed the nature of the house. They haven't just taken a, an empty box and filled it with a condo. It's uh, still as wonderfully charming as it was when it was born. It just is modern and, and new and fresh.
0: Well, my house, I have done some work on my house. And, Did you get uh, paid for it? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I, I have over the years done some modifications. We've been there for 20 years. We'd moved in in 99. So just a few years after you moved in and you're, you know, our street, uh, has definitely improved over the last 20 years. It's amazing. We used to sort of walk the children who are now adults, uh, <laughs> around the neighborhood and say, mm, that, that house needs some love, that house needs some love, that house. Ne-. And we are saying that fewer, fewer it's times.
1: It's true. There. It- because whenever you touch a house in the historic district to make any kind of modification, you have to make it better. Right. And that's and so we live in that kind of a place. I, I, that's I call it my coffin. I don't mean to be my job, <laughs> but I, that's the end of my life. I'm, I'll live there till I'm a hundred or whatever. Maybe I'll be a hundred in a hundred-year-old home.
0: You could wear a plaque.
1: Could ha- I don't think so. <laughs> they eight, eight pounds. pounds. <laughs> <laughs> maybe just a pin. You could <laughs> just
0: crunch them and yeah. then as an exercise maybe. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> So know. yeah, so my house um, hopefully will will be a century home soon, and um, I've done lots of of modifications, but I've kept my original windows, I've kept my original floors. Um, so you know the bathrooms obviously are a little more modernized. I did have an addition when I bought it, uh, so there's a there's a couple of rooms that are new that are not part of the 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 original footprint. But, um, but yeah, I, I'm, I, one of my pet peeves is, and I don't know if, I know the city will let you do this, you know, with a permit and lots of yada, 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 but I don't want to see people take out their windows. That's, I know you have a pet peeve. Yeah. And what is your pet peeve?
1: No, my pet is Cleo. She's a little (laughs) dachshund.
0: (laughs) You don't like people messing with the driveways, oh. the driveway ribbons. Okay. That is your pet peeve. Well,
1: and not yeah, and the, we, the we only rib- have the, a minute
0: so we okay. can talk well, about it when, we we will back. Will, <laughs> when we come back. We will do yeah. driveways, but
1: the, the thing I was most concerned about is the uh, radial curve that goes out from the old driveways being replaced by a rubber stamp version of straight lines and suburban right. wideness that uh, is really disruptive and and right awful for the neighborhood itself so
0: all right well we'll talk about my pet peeve when we get back because it's right. all about me uh okay. so stick with us we've got the is my 15... mic on <laughs> <laughs> downtown <laughs> dish we'll be right back Hi, this is ed this is anita and we're from harvest meat markets wishing you a very merry christmas always remember that jesus is the reason for the season And
1: Dave and Lori Kish, owners of Highland City and Lake Wells Harvest Meat Markets, they
0: also wish you a very Merry Christmas. And on behalf of all the Harvest Meat Markets, we would like to wish you a very blessed and prosperous new year. And we are back with Downtown Dish. I am Julie Townsend, your host, and I have a special guest with me today, Michael McGuire with the McGuire's of Lakeland. Michael is a citizen activist, and he is a uh, downtown—I'm sorry, a Lake Morton neighborhood—everything's downtown to me. It is. I have downtown on the brain. You do. <laughs> a right. Lake Morton neighborhood resident who spearheaded and uh, uh, brought to life this amazing project called Lake Morton Century Homes. And you can learn all about it, the history of the actual project, the homes that are part of the project, uh, at lakemortonsentryhomes.org. Uh, Dixieland, as we mentioned before, has also started a project uh, that you helped sort of get started, but now it's off growing up all on its own.
1: Yeah, uh, Jason Hagerman was a member of their board, uh, Neighborhood Association Board, uh, when he decided to help spearhead it over there because the, 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 the need arose and there are a, a significant number of century homes on that side of Florida Avenue. And we, we consulted and, and decided that it would be best if the markers looked alike. Okay, so yeah. so the Maguires of Lakeland provide the markers for Dixieland as well as the ones for the Lake Morton Historic District.
0: That's very generous. So before the break, uh, I had mentioned that you were grumpy about the the sidewalk ribbons, no, not the, no, the driveway ribbons. Do you remember
1: a few minutes ago when we were talking about mm-hmm. that? Yeah. I do. Yeah. I do. Driveway. Driveways. Ribbons.
0: Ribbons. Got it. Got it. And uh, and my pet peeve, uh, living in a historic district, is when folks want to take out the windows and replace them with quote energy efficient windows. Mm-hmm. And I know I believe that the you know you have to have a permit to do any kind of work on a on a on a home in lake morton most homes obviously but specifically you have to go to historic preservation board and and show your plans if you're going to do any kind of modification to the exterior of your building of your of your home period any kind of modification but my biggest uh grumpy grumpiness about things that people do in our neighborhood and sometimes they do it without a permit and then they have to go back after the fact and beg forgiveness. And then they get in trouble. Uh, <laughs> but is the windows, I'd have not replaced any of my windows. Uh, my, my electric bill is not out of, out of the park. Um, some of them were like were painted shut and I've over the years unpainted them and they're, you know, they're wobbly when they open. I can hear the, the mm. weights in the, in the, in a, the frame. It's kind
1: of a nice noise.
0: And um, but yeah, I mean that's that's to me that the doors and the windows are from the exterior certainly are what make it historic, and it just drives me crazy when anyone even speaks about taking out their windows. Yeah, I hear. I get you. into and Grinch mode. Yeah.
1: Oh, <laughs> that's what does it. I see.
0: One of well, many.
1: I will I will join you on 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 grumpiness about uh, what we were talking about earlier, driveways. The original driveways in the neighborhood had a, they were narrow, they just fit the width of a car. Many, most of them had uh, two concrete ribbons for the wheels to run on with grass or something in between. But they, they went to the street uh, on, a, on a radius, uh, so that kind of like flare. a- Flare. A flare, right, but a curved line. And um, as, as the city developed and made rules, uh, <laughs> the, uh, when people replaced their driveways, had them redone, I had mine redone, um, just for crumbling uh, over all those 100 years, um, the city imposed a specific template, which was designed for suburban neighborhoods, that made all the lines straight and made the driveways eight foot wide. It, it, was, it was ugly mm. uh, in, in contrast to, the, to the, the rest of the setting in the neighborhood. And of course, it was street view. So um, when I challenged the city on that, they sent a very thoughtful supervisor to me. We walked the neighborhood. We looked around, and uh, he said to his uh, assistant there, give the man what he wants. But all I wanted was the same driveway I had two days earlier. So that's been fixed. It, you know, the thing is, mm-hmm. I want citizens to believe, that's part of my act.ive I want citizens to believe that if you speak politely, clearly, uh, uh, and uh, definitively to the city, they will listen. People pay attention. This The, the, the city staff... Wants to do well. They want to be useful and helpful. It doesn't mean that you can paint your house plaid, but what it does mean <laughs> is that if you have a legitimate concern, bring it to the city. Someone will listen, and very often it will be resolved in a, in a good way. They have to resolve it for the better, best for out for all of us. Right. But if that's if that's what you need, then you'll get what you want. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about the specific nature of a historic neighborhood and the specific. Uh, DNA of uh, Lake Morton, if I may. You may. The, many people refer to this kind of a project and our area as historic preservation. And I know why they say it, and we want to make sure, really, that we don't break anything from the past <laughs> and keep it nice and preserve it. But preservation is for mummies. Mm. What Lake Morton is, is historic perseverance. Mm. It is precisely the same neighborhood it was when it was born, full of people from all walks of life and all ranges of economy and education, children, families, single people, old folks, uh, dogs and cats. <laughs> so it's, it's alive. It's not a museum. It's not mummified. And I want people to recognize that it that its age is its greatest characteristic. It's still functioning fully uh, mm. at over 100 years old. I just picked up uh, a note off the website. Um, this has to be one of the very first homes in town. Everybody knows this house. It's a big white two-story with columns on the east side of on the south side of Lake Morton. Um, currently occupied by Mike and Joy Martin, but it was built in
0: 1901.
1: Wow! Uh, by a man who was a city councilman and a local. An local <laughs> and the owner of a local citrus packing house, which I think was a requirement for city councilmen in those <laughs> days. Um, and uh, the history of the home is, is on the site, and it came from the 2007 LMNA Historic Home Tour brochure. Mm-hmm. You'll find an awful lot of that kind of information. So even if the house you're interested in doesn't have its story out there, the stories are all the same for all of them. These mm-hmm. are homes that were built, for real people in real time, I mean, they weren't built all on a street, you know, mm-hmm. like, okay, let's let's go build 12 homes on College Avenue. It just didn't happen that way. In fact, the early Sanborn maps show huge empty spaces between the houses. And uh, if, if you're carefully observant as you drive through, you'll notice that the streets are not all the same width. Correct. They don't all have sidewalks. Right. Uh, it was, it's it patchwork. Would be a fair description of the way it came about, but it came about in the most natural way it could, and it perseveres.
0: Light, light, lot sizes all vary. They I do. know. It's it's yeah. crazy, and some have alleys, some don't. Right. So yeah, yeah it's a it's an interesting but it's way a, they did it. It's a living organism. It wasn't. Right. It's not a. It wasn't s- planned. Not no. as a thousand house platted. No,
1: it was not
0: subdivision. <laughs> not, not,
1: not at all. Yeah, not
0: at all. and that's that's what makes it. So wonderful to live there. I love living there. And as you said earlier, you may that may be your coffin. It it very well (laughs) will be mine. We uh, we we bought it in ninety nine, and we have we've improved it, and have as as people move out, you know, children grow up and move away, the house gets bigger, you know, because now (laughs) exactly (laughs) I have more space, right? So I don't need any more room than I than I currently have, and I love my neighbors and I love my neighborhood. We've got a great little. Uh, you know, Facebook group where we keep in touch about, you know, good things and bad things that are happening in the neighborhood. And it's
1: it's informative without being nosy.
0: Right. I and think. we have good administrative uh, <laughs> oversight. <laughs> we'll, we'll slap you on the hand when you're getting yes. when you're getting out of hand. Yes, but is. we it's a great uh you know, it's 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 Lakeland's original neighborhood and its proximity to downtown is is why we're you know one of the reasons we're talking about it right now is that it's very walkable I, to downtown.
1: I have walked many times. It's a completely doable thing. Yeah, you know. So, and a lot of people take an exercise loop that leaves Lake Martin and walks around Lake Mirror and comes back again. Exactly. It's, uh, we we love it and we know it's wonderful. And and I will be dead in 22 years, so you can come <laughs> by my house then. <laughs> if we have a minute, I have a great story that illustrates. How that neighborhood is made.
0: We have three minutes, but you only get one.
1: No, I can do them all. (laughs) A house on the corner nearby was being renovated by its owners, and they took the kitchen down to the ground and up to the sky. They completely eliminated that corner of the house in terms of walls and everything, except for the floor joists. And in the summer, while it was being done, uh, the owner had a birthday. So I gave him a laser level. What a great tool. Mm. Laser level. This is going to be flat, straight, and true. And he was... Unimpressed? Well, No, he was, he was delighted mm. uh, and, 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 and properly uh, joyful for this birthday gift. But he did say to me, Mike, what am I supposed to do with this in this neighborhood? <laughs> Where nothing is straight, true, level, and plumb. And that is, that is the character of these homes. They're not meant to be uh, identical boxes or rigid constraints. These are living, breathing things and uh they are creating greater attachment to to the neighborhood and the neighbors to me is the whole purpose of this project.
0: Well, we are wrapping it up and uh I am very happy that you agreed to come on you when we when I when I asked you you're like an hour. I have to
1: tell you I'm happier than I thought I'd be.
0: I know. Most <laughs> people are once they get to know me that they're happier than they were before they knew me. Does that make sense? Well,
1: <laughs> We can't really (laughs) test that theory. You can't test
0: that theory. (laughs) You cannot test that theory. Uh, But yes, we are uh, with Mike McGuire talking about Lake Morton century homes. Uh, So thankful that you are doing this in the neighborhood and inspired Dixieland folks to do this as well. And hopefully other historic neighborhoods will follow, uh, follow your lead in the future as they age and get older and start uh, uh, having lots of homes hit that hundred year mark. Um, Don't forget, downtown, Tasty Tuesday is tonight. You still have time. It's till 9 o'clock, so you can get downtown uh, to do Tasty Tuesday. First Friday is our next big event, No Farmer's Market, on December 25th or January 1st. So we'll see you. Actually, you won't see us at all, but you can listen to us next Tuesday. Same time, same bat channel. Same bat place, same bat channel. Right here on 96.7 WLKF Talk Radio Downtown Dish.